Hi, this is Colleen Klinkenbeard, and you're listening to Bite. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Button Mash, uh, your favorite. I am your host. Um, <laughs> here at Bite, <laughs> here you. Here at Bite, you. Um, I am your host, uh, editor-in-chief of Bite, Nick Dowell. I'm Jake Doolin, managing editor. And I'm Chase Treatman, managing editor. And I'm Courtney Tuckman something. So the, the point <laughs> of this podcast, um, Jake and I are currently managing editor in EIC. Uh, Courtney's taking over as EIC next year, and Chase is taking over as managing editor next year. So we're kind of doing like an old guard to new guard transfer kind of thing. It's going to be really exciting. And we're going to go into it with like a really, really nice topic, um, really family friendly. Well, see, we're talking about the old people leaving. So obviously this is the topic we're going to yeah. talk about yeah, because we're taking you out back after this. when Jake and I graduate, we're actually dying. Yes. We're talking about dead celebrities. Um, this is a really Just, good way to start the say, topic. Uh, I was going to make a reference, probably only Aiden will get, but there's this movie, it's a Japanese movie called, like, The Ballad of the Narimara, and essentially when you get to a certain age, you're just expected to go live on top of this hill away from all the young people and die, and I imagine that's what me and Nick are going to do, we're going to graduate, we're going to walk up on top of that mountain, and we're just going to sit down looking at each other, just wait. See, you guys are actually just going to climb the bell tower and sit there See, until you waste that's, away. That's, yep. the, that's the first issue, you assuming I'm going to climb something, um, I'm only thing I'm climbing to is my bed. And I'm going to sleep for a month before I start working. But let's, the reason we're talking about dead celebrities is, uh, uh, tragically, pr- the um, Prince died recently. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very recently, like a few hours. Well, I don't know when this is going up. <laughs> you know what the first sentence out of my mouth was when I heard that he died? What? It was, but he just guest starred on New Girl like a year ago. <laughs> That's yeah. literally what I was thinking, too, because he looked so young and he healthy really at that point. Seven is so it's, it's young. It's younger than my parents. One of the oddest things I've... I've found out yeah. music knowledge wise is 57 is a is an age that a lot of people die apparently mm-hmm. um a lot of older rock stars and it was mainly because of lifestyle choices and um certain things that happened in the past that kind of affects that but it's just an odd thing that like 57 is always like this mark um but i found out when i came home today i pulled like i was talking to nick in the kitchen i just had my phone out and um someone posted something like i heard a rumor that prince died can someone confirm that and i was like Oh, this again? Because this happens like every other month. Yeah. Some it's it's like the first thing he said when he walked into our apartment. He's like, "Nick Prince died." I'm like, "I'm making hot dogs." <laughs> like, <laughs> like what I was saying. It's always like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is is dead almost every other month. And <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the, I love that. Rumor. The one I hear is John Madden. John Madden, really? Is, yeah, really? I've never heard of John, John Madden. John Madden is dead almost every Being other dead. month. Um, and you know you, it kind of stinks because like when, when it finally too. is gonna happen, I've never I'm heard gonna, that one. Immediately th- cast doubt that it, yeah. it, it, when Morgan Freeman finally does pass away, I'm going to. Part of me is going to be like, no. When you hear the news that someone died, your re- first and most reasonable reaction should not be, yeah, but did he really? Yeah, <laughs> and that's like one of the worst things that like comes out like on internet all the time. It's just like these rumors start up that like, oh yeah, they're dead, and then like I, it's people I care about, and like, right. um. Which that's in and of itself is an interesting topic to about right. why people have that kind of reaction. Like why people actually care about celebrities because right. that's, yes. you know, most of these people we've never met. Right. Cause, well, so when Paul Walker died, I think it was in 2014, um, somebody mm-hmm. I worked with at my last job, uh, she just told me about how, like, she was just in tears about Paul Walker dying. Like, she was, she was just, she couldn't handle herself. And she was, she was, she was one of those fans that also thought, like, 
my name's gonna be like Patricia Walker, and like I don't know what her, I don't, I'm not gonna say her actual name, but um, it's actually Walker Patricia. Yeah. Ironically, no, but, but she, like she like she was like, she was just so torn up inside by about Paul Walker dying, and like I'm one of those people like what where death affects me weirdly, and how like if if I'm if I'm expecting it, then for of someone close, that I'm really not sad when it happens, but celebrities, I don't ever feel physically close to a celebrity like as a as a as a being. I think. I like the work that they've done, and I'm sad that they no longer produce that work. But I don't think I've ever been so distraught by a celebrity dying that I've like been brought to tears or things like that. You've never had that kind of reaction to anyone. My any? fa- family. I mean, I mean, just any celebrity. You've never had that reaction. No, I. I mean, it's, I haven't either. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where like they're a person, and it's sad that somebody died. But I don't know this person, and yeah. I'm very sad that their media is gone. I'll, I'm very sad that I won't be able to experience them in new ways. But life goes on, and there's not someone who was like close to me. Like if, if it was someone who did something that really, like, really directly impacted me, then maybe. But for the most part, like I I love David Bowie, I love Prince. I don't I wasn't like I was like that's sad, but I see for me like I know right off the top of my head like just this past February I had like was the anniversary of the death of someone who really was really important to me, and they were a celebrity, kind of a celebrity, which was Monty Ohm's death came oh, around right. again, and it's just like that was. Like, even on the anniversary, that was not something I expected to be really hard for me, but it was just a matter of this person's work has has affected me deeply. This person is an inspiration to me, and especially something so surprising, like, with Prince dying at 57 and Monty dying in, I think, his early 30s, mm-hmm. like, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not so much, like, a personal connection, but an impact that really matters. Yeah. And... Those two and a lot of the celebrities that affected me the most, it's the ones that you definitely just don't expect. There's a certain age we, we put on things where it's just like, oh, well, you know, he's 57. That's still young. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I don't really need to worry about Prince. And one thing that always pops I in my head. I worry about Prince every day. <laughs> I, one thing that always pops in my head when this stuff happens is, like, I think back to all the opportunities I had to, like, experience them. And maybe I, I've taken them for granted in a way. Very, we consume a lot of media somewhat passively, and when you really go back, like today I was listening to Purple Rain, and I, I've listened to that album I don't know how many times, but like I felt like it was the first time I really listened to that album, and it was just really kind of a eye-opening experience to like hear something like that and hear something in a way that, you know, I didn't even think about before and I kind of took it for granted I mean like I just kind of thought oh these are like really nice pop songs you know I really like this but like there's a real craft and there's a real like heart and soul in somebody's work that you can get by going back and that's something that always affects me when I think about like let me think of like we were talking about Robin Williams so Robin Williams like when Robin Williams passed away uh, this is such a bad story I was watching B-movie when it when it happened and oh my <laughs> Why wait, are wait, you can, we just pa- that? can we just pause real quick and just say, of course, Jake was watching B movie. <laughs> it was at a friend's birthday party, and we were all like, "What's the worst thing we could watch?" And they had B movies that we were watching oh B movie. And then <laughs> I get the message on my phone from my mom or something that was like, "Rob Williams passed away," and I was like, "Oh, really? What happened?" And not knowing what it what had happened, um, that was, it was obviously very sad. But when you found out more about like what happened with Rob Williams, it was it really affected me personally. And like we just flipped on, I think, Flubber. And it was just, like, such an odd thing. Like, that person exists in that media still, in a way. And it's so hard to describe. Like, 
that idea that like you're never really gone because like you, you he lives through his work. He lives through his work and stuff. Yeah. I mean that's the classic idea of immortality by way of of creativity. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not that many people get to that point, and like I mean like plenty of celebrities. I mean to that point globally, you can tons of people have impacts on on a smaller range and like you know, but like. When Michael Jackson died, that was a global yeah. Oh, yeah. type of, mm-hmm. of event. Fun fact about that: when I found out Michael Jackson died, I was driving <laughs> watching with... B movie. Actually, <laughs> no, uh, I I was driving um, to see B movie. No, <laughs> um, driver's ed. I was a driver's ed with a teacher, and I live in Gary. And Michael Jackson's childhood home is in Gary, and we drove to his childhood home, which people just started like getting to, and we played. Um, oh, what is it? black and white or something like through his crappy car speakers and like it was such a cool moment like we obviously probably should have been driving for driver's ed because <laughs> i we spent the whole hour just sitting there but you know it was a cool like experience but you could feel it was like a global it was weird like you know who like the two most popular people in the entire world are uh me and taylor swift yeah well it's two michaels Right. Um, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Really? Those two, yeah. That's interesting. Consistently. I really I, thought it was Taylor I Swift. To, I totally get that, though. The Jumpman thing is an international symbol. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson is just like a universal pop star. Mm. I mean, even, uh, who's the current leader of North Korea? Loves Kim, the Bulls. Kim, Kim Jong-un. Loves the Bulls. I mean, like, he's not a big fan of Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is the only Bulls player that will come there. He wants Michael Jordan to come there because he's mm-hmm. such a fan of, like, Michael Jordan, but yeah, Dennis Rodman's the only one who comes there. <laughs> Michael Jackson's one of those figures who everyone wants to say this, whoever whoever right now is the next Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things where you really have to begin to question if that's a thing that can happen. If like all these people we're talking about really weren't the only, like the, if there is such a thing as the next Michael Jackson, the next Prince, the next Robin Williams, like. It's such a weird thing that people feel the need to make that comparison. Well, I do think it's really interesting, too, in how I feel like if, if you're someone who's really true to that kind of medium, you wouldn't want to be the next this thing. You want to be your own thing. So if you're, at least to me, like if your goal is to be like, my goal is to be the next Michael Jackson, well, you're not going to succeed because that's a legacy that nobody can succeed on, and you're just going to fail dramatically. Meanwhile, if you're struggling and working to reach out your own voice and create your own sound. Like really trailblazing. Yeah, and that's, I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's the thing that makes Michael Jackson Michael Jackson yeah. makes Prince Prince that's what I was going to say in terms of like when people say the next Michael Jackson the next Prince usually what they mean is just on a technical level mm-hmm. like for the longest time Chris Brown was considered the oh. next Michael Jackson Can't yes that him. I when he when he was first making records people were like he you know in terms of his dancing and singing he was considered the next Michael Jackson obviously Michael Jackson stood for things that Chris Brown absolutely does not stand for and was not the same type of person. He, Not the same person in any way. You could not say that Michael Jackson and Chris Brown were, you know, similar in any way other than maybe singing talent. Also, Michael Jackson was, you know, sadder. <laughs> yes, Chris Michael Jackson. Chris Brown singing talent? <sighs> Ooh. He has swinging talent. Yes. Oh. Um, oh. But, um, yeah, the people just do the technical stuff and not, like, the person themselves. They think of, like... Prince and Michael Jackson were very outspoken, very, like, into, like, the black community. But that completely gets written out when, you know, it's Chris Brown. It's just the singing ability. That's all that really made Michael Jackson who he was. Um, also, just, like, 
what you just brought up, like Michael Jackson and Prince being super active in the black community. Can we talk about like the kind of the way that people are trying to rewrite like already Michael Jackson's legacy, like people trying to cast a white man as him kind of thing? Yeah, the excuse for that was hilarious too, and like in a really bad, like it's, it's hilarious, hilariously in a bad way, but like it's just and it's funny because there are, there are interviews where even though like. Michael Jackson, who has a, who had a skin disorder, that's why his skin mm-hmm. was the shade it was. Vitiligo. Yeah, he still was. You know, I'm. A, he's like, I'm a black man. I, I identify with this, these kinds of things. And then they're like, oh well, he looked white once, so we're gonna make him a white person. We're gonna have a white guy play him. And, and like, that's like, it's the same thing. Who's playing the monk in Doctor Strange? Um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah. The Tilda, Tilda Swinton is a white woman playing an Asian man. Well, no, not re- that's. A whole different beast because like they that is clearly backlash to like a, an oversteer to people not wanting oh it's another asian mystic role so they just made a character in a super asian setting that is a white person which is infinitely worse yeah i was going to compare it to the nina simone biopic where they cast a lighter skinned black woman who nina simone was very outspoken for her dark skin mm-hmm. and they cast her because of uh, I don't even know why. Like it was uh, just, we kind of yeah, know I know why. why. I don't want to. Yeah, kind of going into this. They also there's also the thing where um for the Ghost in the Shell movie. I was <laughs> thinking that how yeah. with the uh, Scarlett Johansson and she's the main character. It's just and they and they try using CG to make her look more Asian. Yeah. Which that's so, that like I love when people like try to correct their mistake and make it so much worse. Yeah, and so instead of hiring an Asian, we're just gonna make this white person look Asian. Or like all we're of Cloud di- Atlas. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're gonna use digital yellow face. Like oh that's their plan. Oh, that's, it was just like I read that. I was like, are you serious? It was gonna flop so hard now. Yeah, it, it's disappointing too because when you you're erasing like that important part of a person's mm-hmm. like legacy, it's it's not them at that point. You're not really accurately portraying in, in the Ghost in the Shell thing. That's a piece of fiction that you're misrepresenting. But this is an actual human right. being that you're yeah. misrepresenting. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, bo- the Nina Simone thing has been boggling my mind just because it's just. Nina Simone is so important in so many ways, and you can't <laughs> nail the so one upset. thing that, like, face. defined her. And, like, she made that a part of her, like, music and her image. And, like, you know, well, we'll just, you know, ignore that part of, you know, her legacy and focus on, you know, the music. It's always, like, let's focus on the art and not what they, they actually did with their, their lives. Right. And, you know. People will go see this. It doesn't matter how we interpret it, because as long as the story sounds cool. I mean, let's that, be honest. It only becomes a let's focus on the art thing yeah. when it's a black person. It's yeah. And and they don't half the message of art or like is is like what they were doing or like what influenced their art. Absolutely. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't just like that's so happen. much more than half because uh-huh. that's like what who a person was informs one hundred percent of their art. Mm-hmm. And if you remove that part, if you just, you know, ignore things that define a person, it's like, yeah, you know, they would just wrote this down one day. I hate that. Any kind of music vibe where it's just like, you know, just writing down, like, you know, the, the lyrics to their greatest song, and then they sing it, and it's there's no context of it's what like, was informing. It's like one of those stories that, like, 
I, I I read this story online. It was this this person went to this, go see uh, Barack Obama when he was still a senator doing his thing, and the story was like, I don't think I can win. And she grabbed his hand. And she's like, Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. And then he he walked away like saying, Yes, we can. like like she oh inspired God. him. Like that's oh the kind God. of thing I'm thinking about with that. Like it's, it's so very uh, that totally did, happened thing. Yeah, like like that totally obviously did not happen. Like I understand music is a is an art yeah. form. They did the same thing with the Four Seasons movie, where, like, uh, you know the song that the Four Seasons did that was uh, Big Girls Don't Cry? Well, yeah. like, they said they got the idea from it by, like, watching a soap opera, and there was, like, a girl who was crying, <laughs> and they were like, Big Girls Don't Cry, and then the maker of the song was just like, <gasps> it's like an episode They don't! No. It's like an episode of House, but for music, like, some really obscure thing, and it's like... Like it's like you're watching House and he sees a cast like oh my god this person is actually a furry like some like some crazy thing like <laughs> and like that's how they like they derive the thing like it's it's it's, just, it's so derivative and stupid and I love it because it makes no sense and it completely eliminates what the actual story was. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's I, I love movies sometimes. It's, it makes me mad, but it's you can't help but laugh at how dumb it is. <laughs> While we're talking, like this is an interesting thing I'm thinking of because we're talking about like you can't really separate like the person's life from like their work. And, like, that happens so often. And do you feel like... They did that on Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. See, I have a question about that, because Orson Scott Card, horrible, horrible human being, Ender's Game is a fantastic book. No, but (laughs) who he is informed that. It just... Yeah. The thing that that makes him a bad person was not the part of him that informed it. Okay. Yeah, and isn't there parts of that book that kind of, like, vaguely hinted his beliefs anyway? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. it's it's just it's just a really well it's, it's just a I love Ender's Game I love Ender's Game um like as a piece of, as a piece of work we have to understand that like it's incredibly well written it's one of the best science fiction novels of all time but I mean we can't separate the author from that right. creation no. and because I've I've seen those discussions where people are like people will, people will protest the book because of Orson Scott Card's belief and people were protesting the movie super hardcore when it came out even though basically everybody involved with that film was really in, in like, with in, ingrained with that kind of, like with you know GSRM culture and like being like supportive of gay people so i don't know it's just, it's just one of those weird things that always pops into my head like when you when someone brings up the separation of yeah i mean it, at certain points it becomes incredibly hard to to separate a person's art from what their lives this is an extreme example but it's one that i always go back to there's a metal band called burzum and their lead singer you know his he slowly became this like very neo-nazi-esque his lyrics became like part of that and like his music was really beautiful like at the start and then you slowly start to see like it became like this and there are people who are like well you can kind of just ignore some of the lyrics like on songs called white power (laughs) you know like what and then he would go even farther. He burned down three churches and killed one of his bandmates, and is still is still making music. And like people are just like, well, you can't really tell. Like, how does it, this person not have a movie made about them? Yet? I, I don't know. I like, think that moves more into like his, how we idolize people, though. His name is Varg Vergus, and yeah. yeah, but like, that's is that his real name? Varg Vergus, yes. <laughs> because that sounds like the name that I would give a barbarian in a high fantasy novel. Yes, <laughs> a lot of the music kind of influences that. Um, and, but like yeah, people don't separate like what he was saying about that, that yeah. Oh that's my him. god, you got you got the goki going on. Yeah, um, what he's about and what he you know no is his art. Um, yeah. Hard no, from it's Courtney. weird because <laughs> Courtney surprisingly not attracted to neo Nazis. Mm, no, that's so um, strange. I wonder how. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe is I've never run into a point where 
I've, I've disliked artists, but I like their art. And I have I had to acknowledge that. was me with Chris Brown for a while. <laughs> I mean, I've disliked art and liked the artist. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's a, yeah, it's a weird feeling. Like, sometimes I don't want to defend... I don't defend somebody if they're doing absolutely wrong. But it, I, it, it, it's an odd thing to, like, sit down and listen to some music and appreciate it. But then think about, like, oh, you know, I really don't like this person. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look into the, the, the words of it and I'm trying to see, like, how much of this is, you know, influenced by their lives. And I don't know, is there is there a portion of us that's responsible in a way to, like, just not be influenced by ourselves? Like, I mean... I think it's, I think it moves into a discussion about how, like, celebrities are idolized, and there, there are people who they, like, they can do... Like, Peyton Manning, he's done... He did terrible things when he was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, sexually assaulted a woman, and, like, it, it, like he blamed covered her for it. it. Yeah, covered it up, and, like, it, like, ruined her life. But people worship Peyton Manning. They think he's this great, like, grand human being, even though he's done a lot of terrible, terrible things. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of people are like, well, he was just good at football. I'm like, yeah, but can you really, can you really like say, like, can you tell your children you want them to idolize a person who also did those horrible things? It should be said right now, we can't really have a double standard on this. Those are, as of now, allegations. I mean, we already, we already praised it was, Michael it was Jackson. All alleged, yeah. We have, we've already pla- praised Michael Jackson, who was alleged of child molestation that repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Bill Cosby. That is also true. I don't, I we have we have not thrown down praise on Bill Cosby. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is a good point. There's that double standard, and like. I guess because like I've never really I've never really been a, that into sports, so when I think of their idolizing sports, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's a really good point. I mean, yeah. and I, I I do think those discussions are important to have. I, I I mean, Peyton Manning was a great football player, and Michael Jackson was obviously a very great musician, and yeah, it's just the question: should we make those separations? Yeah, from like what they are accused of having done. Yeah, I'm just thinking of another example I've run into recently with a filmmaker that I've been I watched some of their films. They make documentaries, and every documentary they've made has this theme of uh, rape. One was about um, oh, what is his name? Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. Oh. And another one was oh, about oh yeah. him. Yes. And the other one was about mm. the um, Duke University lacrosse team. He fled America, yep. right, yes. to escape yes. uh, being jailed. And this was the thing I was running into. They were really well-made documentaries, and I really enjoyed them. But when I looked at all all of their work. I started to see like their personal side being brought in, and it was one that was, well, they did these things, but it really didn't matter. And like the Duke case in particular, you find out that that was a false rape allegation, but in a very like negative way. Like she kind of, the filmmaker kind of says like, well, maybe most of them are, you know, like very like she. The, the story was true, but like the way she was filming it was kind of saying like you know a certain thing about how people should handle rape cases and it was the same thing with the Roman Polanski movie when I went back and watched it and I was like okay like your your obvious like stance on this is like in your art and I can't really enjoy it when like it's clear you have like this stance I don't agree with mm-hmm. and like it just yeah I, I ran into that recently because I was watching the film and I was like I I'm starting to see that you you believe something that I don't. Here. But see, so then we run into that question of: Would you prefer objectivity from someone who has a bias when that doesn't agree with you? I think of the teacher from Life Is Strange and his art, and how like he did like terrible things mm-hmm. to like get his art out there, and it was like, well, he's like really famous and he makes like really good like photographs, mm-hmm. but the methods he took to get to those photographs were obviously wrong but yet yeah. he 
still no one really found out about it, and yet he was super famous for it. In our documentary film class this week, we watched a film called Titicus Follies, which was about uh, the an insane asylum, for, I mean, a, a prison for the criminally insane in 1963 and the conditions within it. And we had a discussion about like this ethically, how that was filmed. They don't blur anybody's face. They don't censor anything. It's just what's going on in there and whether or not it was fair to film someone like that in that condition. And it was it's a hard film to watch. You're seeing these people who are mistreated and, you know, abused in horrible, horrible ways. And, yeah, it's just that ethical thing of, like, what's okay here to, like, get yeah. your heart out? Like, what lines are you crossing? Because the point of it, I mean, the filmmaker was trying to get some kind of legislation passed. Like, we need to take care of these people. But none of those people could consent to being filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if they technically could, they're in such a situation where they're, <laughs> they've been so disenfranchised and so much power taken away from them that all of their decisions would be tinted with what do the people with power over me want. Yeah. Like a better way I this is a better way I thought would be to just shoot the guards. The guards were the ones that really needed to be focused on what they were doing, not so much the prisoners which which the prisoners were just they were just filming the prisoners just like walking around like when the guards got involved that's when things got really bad there was multiple scenes where they were just yelling at people just in their face yelling and like if the purpose was to get legislation across and that is presumably the entire goal mm -hmm. what's more powerful sympathy or anger yeah people people well i think it's weird. Pity really is more the word. Yeah, because people people think with their hearts more than their minds. Like when, whenever um, I have to like, give presentations, and like these are like business presentations, they're always told like, go to their hearts first before you give them the numbers. So yeah, I mean, I feel like both pity and anger are good when they're separate. But when you combine them together, like pity at the people, then anger at the people who are disenfranchising them, that's when you get the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I mean, I don't. I think it probably should have. They definitely should have like gone out of their way to consent those with those um, patients more, but it's like it, it, it probably is a very it's much more effective. The sixties were pretty different in That's terms fair. of what you could do to yeah. like two people and film people. Like they had this that was when they had the Stanley Milgram experiment too, where mm-hmm. they like they didn't tell them that like they were actors, so they thought that they were actually sh- like shocking people to death. Oh, yeah, yeah that I one. I forgot about that. They yeah. they tried to like emulate it again in like the early two thousands, but like it was definitely not the same. Like they wouldn't let them go to the highest shock value, and they told them like immediately after that it was over. Like that's that's like the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that too with the where they had the college boys. Uh, Guards divide and, into guards and uh, prisoners. Yeah, got me a good movie. They're finally having a proper movie made about that pretty soon. There's, already, a, German, came out. there's a German. There's a German film. About yeah, it. that's why I just said it was such okay. a good movie. They did that in Veronica Mars, but it was well, not as called? dark as the actual the, experiment. Uh, uh, the uh, the prison experiment. Yeah, the Stanford did, prison experiment. Yeah. That's what it was called. Okay, I but there was that. a German film that came out a few soon. years ago that I thought was Rico really good. Rico from Hannah Montana's in it. It's um, awesome. Okay, well now that now I'm not going to be able to watch that movie legitimately because I'm just going to see Rico and just think bacon nachos. No, wait, jerky nachos. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird thinking about art in that way of just what how how far to go and like what's okay to acknowledge and whatnot. Um I mean, I have more examples. I don't want to just keep throwing things no, out. No, we should probably move back towards the topic of dead celebrities. That's much more fun to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dead people. I love it. Um, I, interesting, interestingly, like, never 
have felt like so much. I felt more sadness over fictional characters' yes. deaths than celebrity deaths. So Courtney will relate to this. Um, I recently watched a show, an, an anime called Your Lie in April. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> no, this, this is the EIC thing. So um, yeah, no, I, I, I and I, I think I think the reason I so connect with fictional characters more than I do with like actual people is because in a fictional setting, especially like in a show like Your Lie in April, you're you're watching them grow and you're struggling mm-hmm. with like you're not you're not struggling with them, but you're 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 experiencing their struggles and mm-hmm. you're rooting for them. Yeah. And. Like so, when you see like the ending turn out a certain way, of course you're affected by that emotionally. Yeah. Actors, like, and the actors definitely do have those more emotional stories. Yeah. But um. You just you never know them. Right. Exactly. And, and you you really don't know them very well. And for the most part, as an actor, they're doing relatively successful. I'm obviously not going to say that every celebrity is like that. There are celebrities who do have their struggles. However, but like actors, people like you know, um, Alan Rickman, yeah. Robin Williams, like they're yeah. all doing they were all doing extremely well. Like obviously, Robin Williams had horrible depression, mm-hmm. but those kinds of things. I mean, I even think like characters who are played but like i was more sad about snape's death than i was about alan rickman's let me ask an interesting question because we can go into this last question that you're going to ask but sorry what was a a fictional character's (laughs) death that really affected you because i would like to compare Mm. why why certain things were felt mm. i have it it? (laughs) it's from my favorite anime called clan ad uh spoilers sorry nick you haven't (laughs) seen the anime it's it, like 2007. We might as well say spoilers yeah, here. Yeah. Um, spoilers for random media. It's yeah. um, for us for a 10 year old show. It's it's a uh, oh my god! It's 10 years old. Okay. The first his wife um passes away in childbirth, which is horrendous. And then he he like takes forever to like get used to like raising the child. He like can't even look at her at first. But then he finally becomes a good father. And then the child dies. It is the saddest thing. Like that anime. I still, I love it so dearly. It really, like, changed me. And first of all, like, <laughs> like just how I just, like, think of, like, family and, like, what people do for their families. And, oh, my God, it just got me in the feels. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, Jake's, like, crying just hearing about it. I think for me, um, it's, I'm not going to spoil the end of your lie in April. Um, because, no. Spoilers. It's 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 less than a year old. Like if it's it's it follows a similar fashion of Clan Ad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Someone dies at the end of um. Your Lander. But I think that one hit me the most because like I, I think the the hardest I've ever cried at a fictional character's death though, was in the end of the last Harry Potter film, and it was it was it was a it was a series of deaths. Voldemort really got. got you, huh? Yeah. Voldemort's death killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Dobby. Well, no. No. That that was the that was the seventh one. It was the end of the eighth one. Oh. Um, the owl. Hedwig, no. That it was, was in it was, seven too. Yeah, it was. It Please was, tell me it was Tonks and Remus. It might, yeah, yeah. Cool, or cause, the cause, twin that they didn't even show on screen. <laughs> it was. It was all of those deaths really hit me, and it hit me for multiple reasons. One, because those were those were excellent characters, and I wanted yeah. them to exist in better ways. And also, I think it was it was one of those things that like Harry Potter was my childhood when I grew up, so it was like like that one of those final nails on the coffin. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this medium is dead. It was not dead, but like <laughs> film is gone. <laughs> 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 No more movies. It's over. It's over. It's one of those things where, like, this medium I've experienced my entire life, and then they announced the cursed child, so I cried for nothing. But, um, I mean, those characters are still dead. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, but it's just one of those things where, like, this this medium I experience is over now, and then also, also like, these characters are definitely dead. Like, there's no, it's just, it's just dead. 
The Cursed just... Child comes out in the first pages. <laughs> to Nick, these characters are still dead. Just to tell you. <laughs> I would love that. Like, just dear random dude in Indiana. Yeah. The opening yeah. scene is actually just descriptors of how dead they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first line. Dude, Remus and Tonks are like so dead. They're like, cadaverific. Like, oh my god. Their bodies are so rotted. D E D dead. After she finished the, like the first series, she she got word of, like how affected you were by the death, and they were just like, "I gotta remind them." Remind them every so often. You oh man, that was. <laughs> you can't um, get away with this. But like, what about them? Like, what about their characters? I think it's because I connect with them so well, and I think it, who are they? I don't. I've never read Harry Potter. That's tragic. That's tragic. But um, specifically, it was Fred's the one who died. In, movie right it was a george i don't remember it was one of the twins. one of the twins it was one of the twins the one of the tw- one of the twins died and then like seeing remus and like they didn't even show us remus and tonks dying which is they, they didn't show no, us they didn't the show twin us the, dying they didn't show the people so dying just bodies, seeing though. yeah but just seeing the aftermath was so much more powerful because yeah. you were seeing that with harry it wasn't like a big set right. piece where these people died it was this is what has happened because of you well and it's, it's one of those things where like again these are characters you've been experiencing for over the course of seven books eight movies decades of time yeah and and you you've grown with them. You've seen them develop, and like for the, for there there are portions where, in the first half of the seventh book, um, they're talking about all these positive things that they're doing. The twins have this new, have their new business, and Remus talks about a child on the had just had a child, and like all these great things are happening. And then they just die. Yeah, the child part I think yeah. is what really is like. And mm. like I love I love Tonks. I Tonks love is my favorite my character favorite. in the entire series. So seeing her. No, I knew she was going to die, but seeing her dead, I was just I I couldn't do it because I connect with her so much. I thought she was a very valuable character. She was like a really free spirit, and just seeing she was an important Hufflepuff. Yeah, which is the, the we only one. got two, and they both died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they both died. <laughs> Spoilers for Harry Potter. Spoilers for book four after we've been talking about book seven. I know, right? Um, well, they didn't—they did not even know that Edward died at the end of the fourth movie. Yeah, Edward Cullen died fighting Jacob. And that, that's how he became a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chase? Um, character that most important character death to me is definitely Dead Draw Domination from Ruby Quest, which is um, it's a fan project based off of Ruby, and um, I don't know—it's just one of those things where. It had all the right ingredients for the whole series. It's made clear to you that 3D has to die eventually. That's imperative to the happy ending. And the whole time I was just worried it was just going to be something. And the way they finished it made it feel like that character mattered in the world in such a way that I felt like they deserved to. And it's just like that death has impacted me to the point where like my... I'm going to get a tattoo that's just 3D's last word, like, in the format that it appears in the comic. And it's just, that's a, I just connected with that character, and I am and I felt like they got an ending that they would have appreciated. That is interesting. I like that. What, what, what was the last word, if you don't mind my asking? Gotcha. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. What about you, Jake? Mm. I've seen a lot of media. I know. Um, I know you have. Hmm. I'm a hungry boy Jake's, for media. <laughs> See, Jake's like, favorite death is actually the dog from Funny Games. The dog. The dog Jake loves when dogs die. Um, minor funny aside. Really, one time, <laughs> so I've sad. had, I've had one thing ruined for me. I'll, I'll say this funny story. Nothing so, else in my life. Has I don't been watch ruined. a lot of anime. I I don't know that much about anime. But 
I was over at a friend's house, and they it's were watching Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, no. And oh, no. And there was this guy. Is it, is it Nina? Was it the, the dog? Was it, it was this guy. Uh, <laughs> Let's Hughes? spoil everything else for was him in Hughes? this series. It was this guy named, Hughes. it was Hughes. And oh. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of sad. And then it <laughs> went to both, like, his funeral. And this is just me being a bad person because I didn't watch it. When she, the little girl starts going like, "Why is Daddy in the box? <laughs> He's got work to do." That wasn't a brotherhood, though. I don't think. See, I this, is, this was remed- because I, I just it, it, it shocked me in a way that made me laugh, and I, I felt really bad because this person I was with was very much affected by this, I, and I was like. Hughes is like one of the most impactful deaths in all of anime. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I'm it, sure I would get it's the It's much end. better in Brotherhood 2 when um, like Hawkeye walks up to um, what's his name? Uh, Hughes? Is it Hughes? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the funeral beforehand. Where like oh. he's like crying, like he's like it's a terrible day for rain, but like it's like sunny in the sky. Oh, that's, Mustang. That, Mustang, yeah, Mustangs. That's the y'all talking yeah. anime. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's the same they have anime. normal names in that show. I just forget names. I watch so many shows, Courtney. <laughs> Mustang's not a normal name. Colonel Mustang. So, that's like his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess the ones that are <laughs> 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 well, anime. I gotta get off the subject. Of anime. I I liked how they did it better in the original because um, Hughes dies within the first like. 13 episodes mm-hmm. it like much sooner than that in brotherhood yeah. and he's hardly developed at all he dies much later in the original and you really get attached to him so when he's killed off it's like what yeah but, brother, uh, but i always think that nina is the hardest part of that nina. Oh, let's, let's get off anime because jason know what we're talking um, about i guess the ones that affect me the most like fictional wise are the ones that don't have a purpose the ones that uh, the characters who die for just the the I don't want to say stupidest of reasons, but just like there's no reason at all. Their death didn't really like mean it anything. It didn't mean anything. And an one example. that always one that always sticks out with me is um, I don't think The Wire is that great of a show. <laughs> wow. I really don't. Jake, but people are gonna get mad at you. I mean, it's not good now. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not good now. But there's a character on there named Weebay. Oh um, yeah. For multiple seasons, you see him. He works in the drug trade. He works in this neighborhood selling drugs, and he starts out as like this young kid, and he's moving his way up until eventually he runs a corner. And what gets me is right before he dies, he meets with a police officer to talk about things. And the way he talks about, like, his life, he's like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a soldier. I'm, I'm, I defend this corner. And the, the cops, it's just nothing. It's a corner you sell drugs on. It's like there's nothing to be, like, that proud of. But he's so proud of the fact that he's, like, this soldier. And the next scene, he gets gunned down in the street just for no reason is other than. shock value? I wouldn't say it was shock value. He was going to die. Okay. He was four seasons in, you know, this is how his life's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what a what a waste in a way. Like, that's yeah. like combo in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yes. That, I was just thinking about that. That's, yeah. Those are the things that affect me the most because it's like there's no greater – death to me, like when they have like a greater purpose, I'm able to think, okay, wow. But when it's just like that – quick your life is over and it didn't really mean anything and you're just another person on the street like they don't even know who Weebay is when like the police come to pick him up it's just like yeah just put him oh, in the back oh so you mean when the death is insignificant in the world that in the world happening. that it happens okay, and, like it's that, so yeah, insignificant yeah. that like no one cares but like obviously you care you know the character but right. like they just didn't matter I was to like, anyone I was actually about to bring one up exactly like that before what was it about- Solaire from Dark Souls 1 Oh. oh yeah that was that's one that sticks with me forever because it's either you mess up and and he, he you have to kill him or you bring him along and it's even worse mm. yeah see yeah that, those always get me more because it's like 
I really, you obviously are attached to that character and you want them to have like that moment, but then they just don't get that moment. Mm -hmm. That was one thing The Wire was good at, was giving a bunch of characters meaningless deaths. <laughs> yes. A lot of characters just got shot on the street because of reasons. And it makes sense in the world that they live in. I, as long as it's not for shot, I hate deaths for shot. Like, The Walking Dead in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. All the, like, I hate shock value deaths. Like, oh, we're just going to kill them because people die. Like, okay. why? Give me a reason. Just kill them to kill them. Okay, so wait, did you guys watch The Walking Dead? Like, yes, actively? I watched The Walking Dead. My mom yeah. does. Okay. I know. So, do you guys know the T-Dog drinking game? No. The whole point is that T-Dog never said a word, like, ever. So if he had a line, it was a drink. That's how little he spoke. That sounds, this doesn't sound like a very good drinking well, game. No, no, no. But there was one episode where everyone knew T-Dog was about to die because suddenly he had lines. Right. And yeah. it's like, that's ah. what Walking Dead does. The Walking Dead is weird and like... There was the there was the the, the game for the longest time that there, there could only ever be one black character on that show at one time because mm -hmm. like they killed they killed T Dog to bring Tyrese in, and like they they just like it's gotten better about it now because but like it's just the Walking Dead is Walking yeah let's, walking. Also, let's talk about real people um, <laughs> to, to wrap things up why do you keep wanting to bring us back to the real dead people yes please make me think about real oh sad wait no things. there is a question we have to end yeah on. and that's yeah. why and I, okay. I, I want to ask Jake this question because he told me he didn't want me to I, ask it let me go last because there's like multiple people that yes so the question we all we I wanted to ask of everybody here and something that you can think about when you're listening what celebrity death would impact you the most um, I need to think about mine so you two can go ahead. Uh, in the wise words of Steve Carell from The Office, Steve Martin, no. Jeez, um, <laughs> I'm, like, not one who really gets that impact. Okay, if I had to pick one, like, my idol celebrity is probably John Green. Really? Sorry. I really that love Wow, him. that was so catty. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I don't like John Green. But well, like, funny. he... Because he put one of his characters in my high school, that brought, oh, okay. and like, I'm kind of like an aspiring writer too. That just made it all seem so real to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I could like really like amount to something or <laughs> something cool like that. Um, if John Green passed away, I would, I'd probably be kind of sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to come off as so like shade. Like, really? Like, I know straight up mine would be, like, the one that would break me, because, like, I already mentioned Monty right. was really hard for me, but one that I don't know how I'll be able to deal with is any of the original people from Rooster Teeth, because mm -hmm. they've had they've been in my life longer than they haven't. It's just such an important organization to me and the content they've made, and through that, these people and their personalities, it's it would be like losing a friend. I can't. I just. I can't think of anybody because, like, I've never felt so. Like, there's never been a celebrity that I've, I've just like. There are celebrities that I love. Like, I love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. But like, if they, and I, I think if they both died, I'd be really sad because like, they like, did like a. I get by knowing that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are best friends. Like, I love. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that fact. It makes me so happy. What if they just did like a double suicide? Honestly, that's that's. <laughs> do that like that's how close they are as friends but like like i think that's hey tina i got an idea for our next project <laughs> wouldn't it be hysterical if 
<laughs> I think I think Amy Poehler more so than Tina Fey because like Tina Fey tends to like cross lines that I kind of question. But, like Amy Poehler, I just love her universally. So I think yeah, if Amy Poehler passed, I'd be really sad because like I love her humor, everything she's been in, I've always loved. Um, then like with then Tina Fey being dead will also put that nail in the coffin. Like oh well, now my favorite best friend OTP is dead. <laughs> so. Um, but is that a thing? Best friend OTP? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a friendship. Yeah. Ah, get, the, get out of here. Just, <laughs> no. Okay. I probably have more of those than actual OTPs. Yeah. I just want people to be well, friends on I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean a point I, in, a, in a review I did for Bite, it was the Erase review, and how, mm-hmm. like, there, 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 was, there were these two kids in the show. And like, oh yeah, yeah, and I want people want like I want these kids together. Like I don't want them to get together and be married. I want them to be friends forever, and that's what I want more than anything. I am. I was shipping them. Sorry, you would. <laughs> so, yeah, God, so God, you're judgy. like really coming at Courtney right <laughs> She's now. Saying she, I love, I love Courtney. She's John Green and shipping fictional characters. How dare you? I, I also, I also love making the Zodiac Killer joke about John Green because he was, he was, he was accused of being the Zodiac Killer before Ted Cruz was. <laughs> 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 All right, Jake. Who um, okay, I I made like a very he, quick he list. He actually made a list. I made a very quick list. How many things are um, on the list? Uh, it looks like seven. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um. So someone like Samuel Jackson definitely would destroy me completely. Um, Matt Groening from The Simpsons. Oh, the, the Simpsons yeah. is one of my favorite things in the entire world, and and you oh. don't even play Tapped Out anymore. What's wrong? with I know. Him? Um, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Um, really? Uh, yeah, Bruce Springsteen is probably my one of my all-time favorite artists hmm. in anything. Um, but I, if I'm gonna just put it down to one person, one person, Bill Watterson. I was gonna say I was going for Nick Dell. Oh, I do love Bill Watterson. Bill Watterson. Yeah, I because actually agree with that pretty if heavily. If anything else, Calvin and Hobbes will never be the same. Like, no. Calvin and Hobbes already makes me cry a lot, mm-hmm. and like he, the way he even handles Calvin and Hobbes, he never merchandised it. He ended it. He doesn't do anything else with comics. It's a perfect little collection of comics. And, like, they're so universal and so funny. And, like, they're so relatable even now. Like, they're perfect little comics. And, like, he just lives in Indiana somewhere. He doesn't talk to anyone. And, like, it would just... It would break my heart knowing I, that he's just not in the world anymore. I never thought about that because yeah, Calvin and Hobbes really like grew with me as a kid. I read it like, and I like I I want to go out and buy like all the collections. I I love that. I my dad to this day takes a Calvin and Hobbes strip and puts it at the end of every single test. That way, a kid has something to laugh at, like after a test. Aww. Like I, Calvin and Hobbes is like the best thing in the world. Like it's mm-hmm. so pure to me. Like I don't say that very often, but it's just so perfect in its little form and like I will read it and, and just knowing that Bill Watterson like he doesn't even do Calvin and Hobbes anymore but just like knowing that that person that light's gone yeah that that person isn't there anymore is would just like break me that was crazy. Um, I know, that I, know was I really feel that one because like Calvin and Hobbes is one of those things that like when life gets hard that's one of the things that I fall back on like that's such a classic thing from my childhood and then just such an inspirational thing through like the actual morals that are in that comic mm-hmm. it's I, I always I never think about it until I'm looking at Calvin and Hobbes again. But Calvin and Hobbes is always one of the things. It's universal. I've never met anybody who dislikes Calvin and Hobbes. I have, and they were a bad person. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's not a joke. That just actually happened to yeah. line up yeah. that way. So we can't we, – we're not saying that, like, if you don't like Calvin and Hobbes, you're a bad person. But we have experience with at least one person where that's the case. Calvin and Hobbes so, is one of those things that – for the right people, it's very much a part of like. Mm-hmm. It's it was it's a really good story about like just growing up and like, and for the for, for like and it was nice because there was like a small narrative to the series and like you saw like Calvin go from like he just has just has Hobbes like developing friendships and connections and those things like that. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Bill Watterson would be 
I know a lot of people say Bill Murray a lot. And yeah, I, like, I do hear that a lot. Bill Murray's gonna die in such a funny way, though, and like Bill that Mur- sounds terrible, yeah, but you know not- he's gonna put himself in a hysterical situation. He's gonna, he's gonna die punching you and taking one of your french fries and he's gonna whisper in your ears no one will believe you yeah absolutely <laughs> you know that since that story happened because that story when it initially happened absolutely fake you know since then he started doing that. oh yeah that's why, <laughs> like, that's why i love bill murray someone will mistake him as a zombie <laughs> there see that's a hysterical way to die that was, that's something i could see happening when i watched that, I'm, like, I'm like that's totally totally how <laughs> bill murray will die <laughs> His death from Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He will get, the, people will confuse him for an actual zombie and, and his last in the chest with a shotgun. His last regret probably will be Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh was Garfield. I was involved with that. Forgot about that line. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna go so Garfield. good. So you guys are gonna, we're, we're, we're going to watch like sad movies, and I want to go home and watch Zombieland. Let's watch the, both. Uh, no, I got. Um, I got to get early. In the I don't care when you I get thought up. Of another person, Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket would make me very upset if Lemony Snicket died. What did Lemony Snicket do? Besides series of unfortunate, series unfortunate events. events, really? That's, a good That's all. I, yeah. I, I think. I think. Jake well, I mean, he probably way. has done more since then. Just not under Lemony Snicket. Just I'm probably pumped. under an even different pseudonym. Ooh, that Netflix series. Me too. Who's playing Olaf? I, I am. Oh, I knew it. No, they're, they're an actual like really cool actors playing Olaf. Right. I forget who it is. Uh, uh, it's actually Jim Carrey as the Grinch playing Olaf. Oh, Count, Olaf. Count Olaf's death is really sad. Yeah, I never finished that, that, that series. whole series. It's just it's, it's, quite it's, unfortunate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know there's a way to describe it, but I just can't think of what the phrase I would use. Like, it's, it's like a series of things that happen. It's like, like a chronology like, of bad things happen. Yeah, I did love it's, those books as a kid. They were really good books. Um, that Neil. Patrick Harris is playing. Olaf. Oh right, that's yeah. an interesting I don't choice. Like that. He's a very talented actor. He's a very talented actor, but it's the face. I see Monvi is playing Uncle Monty. That makes me happy. Patrick, Who's Patrick Warburton is playing Lemony Snicket. Wait, who are the kids? Yes. Um, they don't. Have, they, they've only cast Violet. And okay. It's Melina Weissman. What's she been in? <laughs> Sorry. She, well, she has. She is known for uh, TMNT, Supergirl, a 2016 movie called Thirsty, and um. <laughs> this is not a promising list. Nope. All right. Oh, she, oh, she plays young Kara in Supergirl. Which, okay. Um. Was that a? Was she good? I don't know. Because the show's still happening. Um, they have Maddie Car- Cardaropel Carda- as henchperson of indeterminate gender. What? Um, K. Todd Freeman as Mr. Poe. Louis uh-huh. Hines as Klaus Baudelaire. Oh, they have that too. Um, I don't think they're going to. Baudelaire. Baudelaire. Fool. Yeah. The Baudelaire I don't think they're, I don't think they're, gonna, I, they're orphans. I don't think, whatever. I don't think the baby's going to be like a big name actor. Uh, Go get the baby from Full Full House. It's gonna be the baby from 2001: A Space Odyssey. It's it's, It's gonna be Gilbert. The baby from um uh, shoot I the that one movie where the baby was really fake looking. Oh, American American Sniper. Sniper. (laughs) It's gonna be the baby from Teletubbies. (laughs) Well, it's it's more of a toddler though. Maybe maybe look at that annoying kid from Fuller House who says Holy Chalupas. Holy Chalupa! I thought of uh, (laughs) actually isn't isn't it a girl? No, that's a boy. The youngest kid. I think it was I thought it was a girl. And what? The the youngest the youngest child is. Well, the youngest child is like a baby. Yeah, but, but Sunny. Think, yeah, Sun, isn't Sunny a girl though? Sunny's a girl. And also, I think it was more. She was more of a toddler. I, I, yeah, she has one oh, tooth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, because like, she was smart. That's like. Yeah, and, like only her this siblings can understand her. <laughs> How are you confusing them so badly? Violet was the smart one. She made the. Emissions. I've not read the book Klaus, in years. Klaus was the one who read the books and was smart. Sunny was the tank. Sun- she was. <laughs> the- <laughs> 
Sunny was the tank. Sunny was the tank. She, 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 she soaked she up like the DPS. Stuff and like yeah. she set fire. She bit people. She was absolutely the tank for that's the family. That's not the tank. That's the DPS, Jake. Totally DPS, Jake. <laughs> she took some shots. She was absolutely. She's just, a baby. Why is she taking shots? It's like <laughs> right to the gut. Like she I mean, was. She got tank. locked up in a bird cage. Yep. She was fine. I didn't read those books. Yes, you do. They're All right. very good. All right. That's... She was a tank. I'm just I'm gonna say I'd be all very I'd be sad if you all died, especially me. Oh! But what was that? <laughs> was that like Randy Newman? Like it it's a jungle out there. <laughs> this has been button mash. Um, when Monk yeah. dies, I'm gonna be so sad. Uh, this is develop. This has gone into chaos what at the is last my life? second. <laughs> I'm so- I'm sorry if listening to this. I'm sorry I have to I had to say it. Let's go watch Martyrs. Yeah. Done. Um, y'all have a good whatever period. Whatever whatever tomorrow is. Have a good one of those. This has been Button Mash. Bye. <laughs>